are listening to a Commonwealth Bank of Australia Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. This podcast provides general market-related information and is not intended to be an investment research report. The information contained in this podcast is based on previously published material, and before listening, you're advised to read the full Global Economic and Markets Research Disclaimers, which can be found at combankresearch.com.au. Welcome to the Global Economic and Markets Research Podcast. My name is Belinda Allen and I'm a Senior Economist here at ComBank and today I'm joined by our Head of Australian Economics, Gareth Aird. Nice to have you on. G'day Belinda, it's nice to be here on another um, big day for the Reserve Bank. It's been 12 months to the to the day that they started lifting uh, interest rates uh, back in May 2022 and they've delivered a, another 25 basis point rate increase at the May 2023 board meeting. The cash rate now sits at 3.85%. But going into the meeting, uh, this rate hike, although we had expected it, uh, was definitely not expected by financial markets and all the forecasting community. Yeah, that's right. In fact, it was a little bit surprising to me that there weren't more analysts out there calling for a rate hike mm. uh, at May or that um, the market hadn't priced a greater probability than just 12%, uh, which was in there. A lot of analysts actually changed their call uh, and they previously had a hike in there. They changed their call off the back of the CPI last week, which on the core measure came in a little bit below uh, expectations. But our view was basically that um, if the RBA wasn't revising their inflation profile uh, downwardly, which they didn't do. They kept it the same. They don't think inflation is getting back to target until the middle of 2025. Then they would deliver on their hiking bias. Um, the Reserve Bank had actually been saying that um, they thought some um, more tightening was probably needed to get inflation down within that time frame, and therefore not uh, changing those inflation forecasts meant they delivered on that hiking bias today and took the cash rate up to 3.85%. So it's quite incredible, as you say, in 12 mm. months, we've had 375 basis points of uh, rate increases, and that's a huge amount of timing. And we are starting to see the impacts uh, on the economy, and that's something that the RBA had been talking about the last couple months, particularly when they first started to flag the need to want to pause and to look at how the impact of those interest rate hikes had been impacting not only the economy but inflation as well. Now, in the May board meeting, they've certainly further changed their forward guidance again and it seems, in a way, less likely that they'll hike rates again. Yeah, look, that, that's right. I mean, the more you go up, the less likely it is you'll, you'll keep going just by virtue of the fact that you're going higher and higher with each hike. But what we've seen is basically an evolution in their communication uh, over the last few months as rates have gone up. And even to be fair, when they left the cash rate on hold in April. Mm. But what they've actually said today is that, um, when I say today, that the governor said that some further tightening of monetary policy may be required to ensure that inflation returns to target in a reasonable time frame. Now, that was in there previously, but this bit was added that said that that will depend on how the economy and inflation evolve. So our assessment here is that if inflation uh, and the economy in evolve in line with their forecasts or maybe a little bit weaker than that, then they won't be delivering any more rate hikes. But if we get some upside surprises on inflation or the economic data, um, particularly around GDP or the labour market, comes in stronger than they're forecasting, then they may think they need to deliver another hike in order to get inflation down with, with a reasonable, within a reasonable time frame, which they've sort of said is by the middle of 2025. So that leaves us to keep our base case unchanged, which is that we saw the last rate increase today. 
there is a risk over coming months that we, we get a fire, another one, but we're, we're, we're viewing that as being a risk, not the base case. We think we're at the peak, and that, that means that the next move is more likely to be down than up. Now, we'll get to the outlook on the cash rate uh, shortly, but you mentioned before that one of uh, the issues we were looking at going into today's meeting was inflation. So because the RBA didn't change their inflation forecast, that's pretty much why they hiked rates today. Another key component, though, was the strength of the labour market. So the labour market data we got out uh, for March uh, just a few weeks ago showed the unemployment rate remaining at close to 50-year lows at 3.5%, very strong gains in employment as well. So that contributed uh, to the decision today as well as the RBA not changing their inflation forecast. And one of the biggest things that we've seen change from the RBA in recent months is their focus on population growth. So they're now starting to think population growth is going to be stronger. We've been seeing that in the monthly arrivals and departures data. But that sharp lift in population growth, they think is going to be inflationary. Yeah, look, they think it'll be inflationary in terms of um, CPI. But they're also saying that it might act to dampen wages growth a little bit because you increase competition uh, amongst workers for, for jobs. Um, so it's kind of, you've got a near-term force, which is stronger growth in rents, stronger demand for mm. goods and services that can put upward pressure on prices. But working the other way, you might put some downward pressure on labour costs because you've got uh, a greater pool of workers for a business to choose from. I think uh, what the RBA has basically said today, though, in terms of their inflation profile, is that if they can get inflation back to target by 2025, then they will preserve as many gains in employment as possible, and they're kind of broadly okay with that timeline. If it turns out to be the case, though, that the data's coming in a bit stronger than they're expecting, and then they suddenly think, oh, we, we, we now don't think we'll get inflation back to target till the end of 2025, then they could actually deliver a, a, a rate, another rate hike. We're, we're thinking the other way, though, in terms of the risk to their inflation profile, and that is that inflation will actually come down more quickly mm. than they're anticipating. And, and key to our thinking there is that um, the economy will slow a lot from here because so much of what they've already delivered in terms of tightening hasn't yet had an impact uh, on uh, the demand for goods and services. I mean, some of it has, but not all of it. And, and a big part of that is because you've had far more borrowers than usual on these very, very low fixed rate loans. And they've, those borrowers have been insulated from the rate hikes to date. But as their fixed rates expire and they have to refinance their loan and they go into a significantly higher floating rate, or if they refix at a higher rate, it will mean that they those borrowers experience um, a change in cash flow. And then by extension, their spending decisions will have to start to change. So even with the Reserve Bank on hold from here, we're going to have a what we would describe as organic tightening mm. coming through this year as the big fixed rate home loan uh, rolls over. So I think then it's, it, it's the right assumption to have that the economy will slow quite a bit because of all the cash flow that's going to be drained as those fixed rates roll off. So because of that, I guess, further tightening to come uh, in financial conditions, particularly those who are rolling off of fixed rate loans either onto new fixed rate loans at substantially higher interest rates or onto variable rate loans where rates are higher as well. The slowdown in the economy kind of intensifies from here uh, because the consumer slows. We think the unemployment rate's also going to lift uh, more sharply than the RBA as well. And with inflation coming back down towards target, that certainly does open the door for the RBA to start to cut interest rates later this year. 
Look, it does. It's, it's a key to, to what they end up doing. Once we get through the next sort of three, four months, where if they don't deliver another hike, then we will be talking about the next one being down because the economy will have slowed enough uh, once we get through the next sort of few months as these fixed rates really start to roll up and the lag impact of what they've already delivered for people on floating rate mortgages uh, comes through. Um, but I think what, what we don't really know is their reaction function to cut and whether or not they would want to see inflation pretty much back to within target in order to cut the cash rate or they'd be willing to cut the cash rate with inflation above target because they're confident that the trajectory that the economy is on will actually mean inflation gets back to target. And we're sort of in that camp. We're thinking that um, by the end of this year, inflation won't be back to target, but it should be clear that the economy is slowing enough to be confident that the RBA can actually take policy away from what we would describe as being a deeply restrictive setting so that next year, the economy doesn't slow more than anti- more than is desired, and we don't see the unemployment rate rise to the kind of levels that we really don't want it to get to. Um, so there's a lot to unfold in the next six months. Uh, we've obviously got a budget out yeah. next week, so we'll be keeping an eye to see what the government's doing on that front, whether or not that changes the outlook for demand and inflation in the economy. But I think just for all our, our listeners out there, we, we, we need to look at today's rate hike in the context of what has gone on over the last 12 months. And it's really been an unprecedented tightening cycle into a pretty leveraged uh, household sector. And that ultimately, we think, will have quite an impact on slowing the economy from here. The RBA's cash rate is a, is a much more potent policy transmission uh, mechanism than for many other jurisdictions where the mortgage market is just a high concentration of long-dated fixed-rate loans. They're going to get a lot of bang for their buck out of these rate hikes. And we think um, we should see the data slow quite a bit from here, particularly on the spending front, and then in turn that will be reflected in inflation and uh, the unemployment rate. The job doesn't end. Just because the RBA looks to have uh, finished their interest rate hiking cycle, we'll keep looking at the data as it unfolds over coming months. Obviously now we get the monthly inflation indicator. We do get wages data out uh, later this month as well, so that will be incredibly important to watch. And of course, as you said, Gareth, the budget in one week's time. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. No, no worries. And I should just say as well to our listeners that we've just recorded this at 5 p.m. Yes. on RBA Day. And in four hours' time, the Reserve Bank Governor is actually going to be delivering a speech uh, in Perth at the bank board dinner. So it's possible that he says something in that speech that we haven't yet covered because um, he might have saved something from his statement today for the speech tonight. But we'll find out in a few hours. Job never ends. Gareth, thanks for joining. Cheers, Belinda. Now, you can read uh, Gareth Ed's write-up of the RBA May board meeting, which was on the 2nd of May 2023 on combankresearch.com.au.